0: welcome back to the conscious club podcast my name is a
1: and my name is garrett
0: (laughs) and my name is luna (laughs)
1: looks so black on there
0: i know she's just meshing with my hair okay so i'm just holding her because she's she's on like intruder intruder alert right now okay ah it's taken us an hour to get here (laughs) and i will summarize what just happened essentially last time we had technical difficulties with the recording where i hit record on zoom and it basically only recorded garrett's camera or garrett's video and this time it took us about an hour to find out how to make it so that we can have both cameras showing up in active speaker view because we don't, we don't want the gallery view, you know, where like it's like two, um, like me and Garrett side by side in one screen. We don't want it like that. We wanted every time one of us talks, Zoom shows who's speaking in like full screen and then it switches automatically to the other person. Um, and what we had to do was essentially have Garrett's laptop record. <laughs> so Garrett's laptop is another account that's in this call and we have to record externally through that. So, if you're facing a similar problem, explore that option of having a third account with a third device recording so that the active speaker works properly. Yeah. I thought that was a better. So, we also recorded, we tried starting this recording like a few minutes ago. And I explained that whole thing in a really long winded way. <laughs> and I didn't want to include it, but
1: decided you're also I also getting want network to issues. It. So, I moved the laptop closer to the router.
0: Yeah. It's a lot of technical difficulties. Even last I was saying, um, to Garrett, it's like when you want to start, when you're trying to do something and you get technical difficulties, it really tests your desire to do it. (laughs) Like it was so many times in the past hour, it's like, if something's not working, it's like, you would only like, the fact that we're here means that both Garrett and I have at least enough motivation and inspiration to do this (laughs) that we lasted through like an hour of just dis-ease to get to this point. So honestly, technical difficulties are a blessing in disguise as is everything else because it makes sure that you're doing what you actually want to be doing and not doing things because you feel like you should be doing them. Read. Ah, so today's call, I'm still getting used to the vibe of these calls because whenever I enter a Zoom room with Garrett, I for some reason have this feeling of like self-consciousness because my other Zoom rooms, whenever I have other Zoom experiences, it's with my clients or people that I work with in my specific space of reality. And we're doing like Akashic Records readings and we're doing all of this like meditative work and it's just very different than to what Garrett engages in on a daily basis. (laughs) And so when I'm in a Zoom room with Garrett, I feel his vibe and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to be here. I don't know how to be, yeah, like how to be how I normally am. But I feel like every time we do one of these calls, I'm going to get more and more comfortable with it which is also a reason why I want to do these calls (laughs) because I want to be comfortable being myself and talking about my stuff around people who aren't super into it like I am.
1: So we were going to talk about what today? We were going to talk about um, setting a schedule. Well, no, there's a better word for it. Not just setting a schedule, creating a routine. Yeah. daily structure yeah yeah so do you want to start or should i start
0: you can start let's try that
1: <laughs> you said that you're hey <laughs> you said earlier that you could talk for an hour on it
0: i could but i want to see yeah. what you have to say
1: <laughs> yeah so recently i started doing well i i imposed a routine on myself <clears throat> normally what i would do And what I'd been doing for the past year or two, well, I guess a year, is I just wake up and then I work and then I eat dinner and then I sleep. (laughs) And sometimes I'll like go on a random walk at whatever time. But I'm trying to be a little healthier, so. What I'm trying right now and what I've been doing for the last four days is I've been taking an ice bath in the morning. So essentially, I fill the bathtub up with cold water. And it's winter, so the the cold water is pretty cold. And then depending on how I feel, I might add some ice as well. And then I sit in that for five minutes. And the reason I started taking the ice bath in the first place is because I have some issues with wrist pain. And I'm trying to see if that will help with that. So stay tuned. I'll let you know if it does. So far, it seems like it's helping. So good signs. But usually, things like this take a while. So we'll see how it goes in, I don't know, a month or so. But. I choose to do that right in the morning because it's like dreadful. (laughs) So I get it over with. So I wake up at 9, do some breathing exercises, uh, visualize my day, do the ice bath, and then start working. And then I try and work out around 2 o'clock. But so far, it seems really good. And actually, so my, my plan originally was to wake up at 9, do that stuff, and then go to bed and be in bed by 1. But last night, I was working and I was um, trying to solve a problem. And I got stuck solving it because I wanted to. Um, So anyways, I ended up staying up until 3.30 in the morning. But when I woke up um, at 9, I actually noticed that I could wake up like I wasn't incredibly tired, like I was expecting myself to be. And then after I took the ice bath, I was like super awake and I haven't felt tired all day. So we'll see how it lasts into the rest of the day. But I don't know. It seems like the ice bath has maybe helped me get better sleep so that I don't need as much sleep. Um, But yeah, it's interesting. So if anyone knows or has heard of Wim Hof, that's essentially, I wouldn't say that's why I started doing it, but he's one of the guys that do it. And he's I'd your seen guide. Him before. Well, I mean, I it's from a bunch of different places, but yeah, he was one of the first ones to popularize it. So yeah, look up Wim Hof if you're interested. He talks about all this stuff and um, there's also a lot of other people that have started doing it and have started talking about it as well. So Mm-hmm. Oh, is this interesting and um
0: it's essentially a way i wouldn't to... say i'm
1: enjoying the ice bath but i'm enjoying the the way i feel because of the ice bath so
0: yeah from what i understand it to be it's essentially a nervous system it's essentially nervous system work like uh putting yourself in states of extreme like physical stress so an extreme cold situation and what that does is it trains your body to understand what real stress actually is and it creates like a new level of stress that it experiences um which then makes your everyday levels of stress less intense
1: yeah. it also um tr- apparently triggers physiological changes as well it gets your yeah. cells to produce um Beca- something called co- uh, cold shock proteins as well as If you're, if, so that's for ice baths and then apparently saunas are also beneficial and they're related to heart health. If you stay in them long enough, like there's a a nice correlation between how long you stay in a sauna and, um, reduced chance of sudden cardiac death and all sorts of heart problems. So, uh, anyways, you can look up all the science on it, but yeah. Uh, that would create heat shock proteins. So there's like things that physiological changes because of the stress that you put yourself through and it yeah, seems of course. to help anyway. So.
0: The way that I categorize it in my brain is literally like, I mean, a really easy way to categorize it is that stress basically creates inflammation. And so if you like work on the stress part, it reduces inflammation across all areas of your body, which obviously show up in like have have physiological markers that you can measure that with. Um, yeah, so essentially, yeah. For me, I have done cold showers. And Oh, by the way, Wim Hof, if you're wanting to look it up, his name is spelled W... 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 W? When I say it like that. W-I-M space H-O-F, Wim Hof. And his- he had a nickname. I don't know if he still goes by it. It's like Wim Hof the Iceman. So, so. I've done his... Uh, About like two years ago, I was doing his cold showers and I like the cold showers, but right now it's um, too cold outside and I don't want to, (laughs) I just don't feel like it's necessary for me at this point. I was talking to Garrett about how different tools and techniques and different wellness things, basically, they... First, I mean, they kind of, in my experience, they kind of come and go in my life. I kind of just pick and choose from whatever I want to, depending on where I am. Like some, some seasons of my life, like the cold showers were extremely helpful. And then right now where I am, I, I think it's gonna add more stress to my life than reduce stress. <laughs> and then in other areas, in other seasons of my life, like when I was in fourth year, I remember how I used to go, I used to run every other day like I actually like stayed pretty consistent with that and that helped me in that season of my life because I was so like I was honestly so there was so much external stressor in my life of like ending university and what that was going to be like there was just a lot of anxiety present and now it's like I anytime I think about running I just feel like I don't there's no real motivation to run because it it's like when I ask my body it's like my body is like I don't need that level of intensity right now um, just for where I am right now so I think the moral of my story is that in different parts of our life like different tools and different techniques and different methodologies work better for us but I think there's been this kind of notion that you kind of pick one thing and then you become like that becomes your thing and you must like now stick with it forever but oh sorry (laughs) But yeah, I think it's it, there's so there's such a variety of different self-improvement, self-development things and you kind of just pick and go and change around as you evolve and what you needs what you need evolves too over time.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Especially like even thinking about the ice bath stuff. I feel like there's probably a point as you age that you can't really do that anymore? Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just get the sense that at some point he becomes unfeasible.
0: Well, Wim Hof is pretty old.
1: Well, he's not that old. I mean, definitely at some point when you're, if you're, if you ever become immobile, like you can't get up or sit up or whatever, then you definitely can't do it because then you just get stuck in it. But, but yeah, there's always things that you can do, <laughs> and your process will have to change. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the reason I that's bring just that an up extreme is because example. that's all I'm saying. Yeah, the reason I bring that up is because there is this thing that happens when people start getting into, including me and you start getting into self development work, and putting in practices. There's, uh, you can start to get really stressed out by progress or like self like you're you're bringing in these practices into your life to reduce stress, but then the practices themselves become a source of stress. So one, like a golden rule, at least for me, that helps a lot is like, if I'm enjoying it, it's not that I have to enjoy like the practice while I'm doing it, but if like the overall arc of, so if I do the ice bath, for example, and I feel like the discomfort, but then over the whole arc of the experience, like I have a net like increase in how I feel. And it's like, when I look back at my day and I'm like, yeah, doing the ice bath, was more positive than negative for my day then I will do it but if if all of a sudden it becomes that the ice bath is now causing me more stress and it's creating more negative feelings in my life even though physiologically it may still be having all those benefits but like if mentally I'm feeling drained by it uh or just it just feels like a net negative effect then I would stop so it's like just pick like be fluid with your practices like right now I'm doing a daily meditation practice every morning well morning is a loose term it's basically just the beginning of my day whenever I wake up and I have found that it gets boring to do the same types of practices for too long at a time I like switching it up every month and that keeps things fresh so it's like if you install a Practice into your life and you notice that you're getting bored with it because you might you might get bored with it It might not feel good anymore It may not feel exciting or motivating or all the feelings that you got from it when you first started it So then it's important to like continuously check in with yourself and like alter The practices that you do like you can still have a consistent space in your day like okay in this hour of my day I'm gonna be doing like self-development practices, but then let yourself flow in between that structure so it's like, okay, on, when I wake up, I'm going to spend an hour doing these practices. And in the summer, I might really enjoy doing a cold shower for 15 mi- or 15 minutes. I'd be like, it's only a few. I think I've got to like three minutes of a cold shower. I might have cold showers in the summer. And then in the winter, it doesn't work for me anymore. It feels like a net negative to have cold showers because it, it takes too much of my, it drains me too much. It takes too much of my willpower. Um... So then i will just get rid of it for the winter and then just keep modifying the practices as i evolve in my life and as my needs change because different seasons of our life also require like we have certain we have different things that are bothering us different energies that we want to cultivate um and the practices can help you like it can help you um fill in the blanks of what you feel like you are missing right now does that make sense garrett yeah, I feel like
1: the explain. main thing is that you probably want to have some form of consistent effort towards yeah. self-improvement, <laughs> and that's, and that can manifest in different ways of trying to improve yourself, right? Because you only have so much time in a day, mm-hmm. and yeah, you'll get bored of some of them, So, but you still want to be trying to improve yourself.
0: Yeah, so this is like why i wanted today's topic to be about daily structures and like consistency and what i found is that in the past whenever i tried to do things consistently i would be too rigid with it so i would set up my calendars and i'd be like okay i'm gonna do this during this period of time and i, I like i would over plan the activity basically i would overstructure it so i would for example it hmm, how do i Okay, essentially like it just just I would just overstructure it. Um, and then so I would like get into the day and I'd start doing these consistent practices and then I would just feel re- it would be so rigid because I'd overplanned that I would just feel trapped within the structure that I created for myself. I would feel limited. I would feel like and it would get stale really quickly because I'm not letting um, any newness in. It's like when you overplan or overstructure your life, there's no space for like a wild card or spontaneity. Whereas where a lot of the magic happens, it's like um, in the in the concept of balancing masculine and feminine energe- energies, like if you look up divine masculine, divine feminine energies within yourself as a human being, um, it's about not like being overly masculine in your approach to life. It, it's like overstructured and you're not letting the magic of life itself or like the magic of universe, the universe itself to input any newness or, or like, it, you're not letting the structure of the universe to help form your own personal structure. Um, but at the same time, you don't wanna go too much in the flow, which is like the flow is like the feminine energy and the structure is the masculine energy. But the flow is also chaos energy essentially as well. So you wanna have a good balance of the two And so that's what i feel like having a daily structure is a good way to explore how those energies show up in your life like if you're over planning and over structuring you might not be letting life lead you where it wants to and you might be trying to like plan a bunch of things and those plans keep falling through because life is just trying to not life doesn't want you to go in that direction it wants you to go somewhere else and so if you don't leave space open in your day to listen to where life wants to take you then you're basically just moving forward with like so much resistance and you might be feeling like really stagnant but if you structure your day in a way where you still feel like you're like you still need a little bit of structure i've learned because otherwise your day just feels very chaotic and like you could be in flow all the time but then you're not really building anything or getting that much done in your life you're not creating um you're not building much so if you want to if you're someone who's into entrepreneurship or you want to make things in the world having daily structure and having a consistent space in your life to actually dedicate time energy attention and effort into what you want to build and create that's really important so if you don't have that structure you might be led to create it but it won't be as consistent. (sighs) do you know what i'm trying to say i feel
1: like yeah no you're just you're just trying to explain yourself in 100 different ways totally um yeah the structure helps a lot in making sure that you're getting things done because if you if you don't have the structure you might be getting things done like for me uh like i said at the start of this call i was getting a lot done but i was trading off my health for doing that and that Mm -hmm. was i would say before that was totally in flow like i was just doing what i wanted to do which was to work on my projects but uh there were consequences so you can you can have no structure and still do things Mm -hmm. but the structure helps you maintain certain balances
0: yeah the structure helps you add intentionality to your life experience like realistically if you go down to the root of it if you're just in full flow you'll you'll be fine like even if you die you're fine Like actually, though, like even if you die, it's like you can just be in complete flow and not do anything and just or you can do stuff, but only do stuff as you're led to. But if you want to kind of design your life experience and you want to invite intentionality into it, you have to put structure in and then feed that. So it's like if I want to work on. okay, so if I want to uh, work on my business, for example, if I want to grow my business, I have to create a structure in my life like a container to hold the business. And then I have to consistently dedicate myself to putting time, energy, effort and attention into that container. And as I continuously feed that container, it automatically grows. So that's where it's like and the container, by the way, can look like for me right now. And when I when, when my when I talk about the container of my business, it's just about having specific things that I do every week example to that I know will aid will help my business grow so one of the things is like content creation I have different blocks of time during my week that I dedicate it's like okay this day on Mondays I'm filming a solo YouTube video on Wednesday I'm filming a Conscious Club podcast and it's just like having those set things every single week where I have planned to like put my energy into growing my business or growing my content platforms and the flow though comes in because I don't plan what's gonna happen in that container so if I plan on Monday at 12 p.m or in the afternoon or whatever I'm not too rigid on time I kind of just have certain things that I want to get done in each day so it's like for example on Monday I want to have a video filmed I have that's the structure but then what the video topic is I don't plan that I let it flow. Like I let the universe or life or like whatever energies are most alive at the time of the, when I hit record, I let those inform what the content of the video is going to be. But I have intentionality of just like, okay, at this time on this day, I'm going to be filming a video. So it's like, that's how I've kind of found my flow. Um, in the past, So my life has, oh, by the way, for those who have never heard the concept of like masculine and feminine energetics, it's, you can find a lot of information about it in like the tantric teachings, which come from India, but it doesn't, every single person has a, it's basically yin and yang energy, it's polarity. So, and every single person has masculine and feminine energies within them, but there's, they kind of are like the levels are different in each person. And I guess the goal of Tantra or the goal of like polarity work is to balance both of them. You wanna have them um, working in harmony, in balance with one another. Um, and for most of us, we usually have one or the other, it's um, more strong than, and then so <laughs> we usually have one, like either the masculine or the feminine energy overpowering the other one. And so the work is like bringing it back into balance. Um, and an example of that is when I was growing up, like in, in going through like the traditional schooling system and the traditional, like w- the way people work and how it, it, there's just such uh, busyness and everything. It's very like the culture itself is a very masculine energy dominated culture. Everything's like do, do, do. And like, we got a plan and we got to accomplish. And it's just like, there's so much there's like overstructuring happening and that and there's not that much room being left for life to <laughs> it's like if if someone most people i feel like have the, their strict plans their rigid plans about what they want to accomplish and they can't handle it when those plans don't go according to how they thought in their mind and that's that inability to deal with that chaos or that um wild card, I guess, that's just not having the feminine energy developed. So if you have them both developed, essentially you're you're creating the intentionality and the structure in your life and working towards what you want to work towards. But you're also holding up enough space in your day and in your life to allow like, the mystery of existence to fill in some of the blanks for you. So it's like you're planning things, you're like, okay, I'm going to move in this direction but i don't necessarily know exactly how it's going to happen all i know is i'm moving towards this and so i'm just going to keep um i'm going to do what i can but i'm not going to overstructure, or over plan to try to get it done and in the past what i was saying that i was very dominant in the masculine energies and it was just kind of like burnout all the time and i would try to like i would plan my calendar to like the hour and try to get it done and it wouldn't work because i have emotions and i have all of these life things that happen, and so I would get really down on myself for not being able to fit the structure that I wanted. But that's only because I was over planning. So now I found this, and then and then after that, when the pandemic happened, I went into the extreme feminine energy where all of it was flow. I had no structure. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I even want. I don't. I didn't have anything structured in my life because I was just like, I'm just gonna devote this time to just letting my emotions do what they need to do, letting myself like process the healing that I need to process. And now I'm coming back into a balance where it's like, okay, I've, I had this life experience with being in extreme masculine dominant energy and structuring my day to day with that energy. And then I had this other two to three year period where I went into extreme feminine energy and structuring my life with just flow and that's not getting me where I want to be. And the masculine structure is not getting me where I want to be. So now, like just this past month, I feel like I've finally come into like the most balance that I've ever been in where I have. I have my weekly structure and I've been successfully be I've successfully been able to stay consistent with it. Like it's been three weeks now and I have hit every single plan that I made for myself. And the reason I did that is because I have the plans, but then I also have enough space in case something happens. I don't have, like, I have enough space in my schedule to accommodate for any surprise events.
1: Yeah, really good. It's Nice to have. I mean, for me too, I feel like, well, by, the de- by your definition of masculine and feminine, I guess I was being feminine because I was but also masculine at the same time, because I was doing, I mean, yeah, feminine, because I was just doing whatever I wanted, but it just happened to be that I was doing work, which is usually associated with masculine stuff, Mm -hmm. but under this definition, it's it's feminine, so yeah, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, each person, it's, like, those terms are, like, very loose terms, right, and different cultures have different...
1: It's probably and not even a like, great term to use. I like yeah. What you said before, polarity, and there was something else you said. Yin Yang. No, there, uh, Yeah, but there was something else. Anyways, whatever. There's a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of ways you can describe it that are. Uh, I think less the masculine, than feminine... masculine and feminine. Masculine, feminine. I feel like the only reason masculine and feminine are are terms that are used, uh, is because in the recent past like men portrayed mm-hmm. the one and women portrayed the other, but it's starting exactly. to change now, so. Yeah,
0: and, and I think the masculine and feminine, like vocabulary is really rooted in the tantric teachings, mm. like specifically the tantric teachings, which is just one v- way to view reality through. Right. But I'm just saying there's a lot of, I, bring, I mentioned it specifically like that because there's a lot of resources online. Like there's a lot of people have done work using that specific language. And so if you're interested in this kind of stuff and understanding it, that's a good place to start because there's so many people working on that and contributing using that language. But I agree, like it's kind of, especially now too where we're heading, where even just gender and the concept of mask, what it means to be masculine, it's becoming more fluid. And so it's already, that language is starting to deteriorate, but really it's like balancing the chaos and the structure. That's essentially what it is. Is that what you were referring to? Chaos versus structure?
1: Yeah, I think. That's a pretty good way to describe it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you, yeah, when you use that language too, you can see that the structure, like going too far in, oh my God, a chickadee, sorry. <laughs> if you go too far into the structure, then you get feel very limited and trapped by your life. And if you go too far into the chaos, then you feel very unstable.
1: Yeah. Lost. And
0: just lost. Yeah. And so it's like, it is trying to find the balance in between the two. And I, oh, I can share what I, or do you want me to share? (laughs) I feel like I have already talked a lot during this podcast, but we're both in more of a chiller mood today. I'm not, but you are.
1: Aren't I always in a chiller mood?
0: (laughs) Yeah, except when you're hyper and you're, like, making Uh sound effects and stuff. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) um, In my my structure right now is I wake up and I spend the first little while doing some energetic practices, which also, if you follow me on Instagram, I've been uh, posting a story every day which is like for my consistency but also i think that seeing someone do like daily meditation it helps whoever's watching it it helps it to be normalized within their reality and then it almost becomes easier for them to start initiating their own daily practice just because they've been watching someone else do it for a little bit
1: yeah it's like daily practice asmr
0: yeah, it's like I, I just I just sense that seeing someone else do it. And I, this is I've experienced this too with other people that I follow. If I'm seeing someone do something regularly, it comes into my awareness every single day. Yeah. And then if it comes into my awareness, if I'm interested in also doing that, it becomes easier to actually have momentum on that thing and actually start implementing it in my own life. So yeah. if you follow me on Instagram, it's a little bit of motivation to have your own daily meditative practices. So I do it's that kind first. Of like,
1: sorry, it's, it's kind okay. of like the uh, follow along with the studying thing, you know?
0: Yeah, the study with me videos. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like you're cult. It's like you're um, broadcasting out the specific energy of studying, for example, or meditation, and the people are receiving it, and it's amplifying that energy within their own fields because they're consuming it and they're receiving it. And then because that energy is amplified that vibe is amplified in their life it becomes easier to amplify it even more like through your own um active because it's like when you consume someone else doing something it's more passive and then it just helps to help you make it more active (laughs) you know what i'm trying to get at
1: i mean i feel like people just in general like doing things in groups so Mm -hmm but it's because it's like a it's group kind of...
0: field it creates a group energetic field and each person amplifies the energy that's like that's why group programs and stuff are so um life-changing sometimes because everyone has an intention and then we're all feeding that intention with energy and, att- and whatever and it's showing up a lot in our life and it becomes easier to have momentum on it
1: i don't know i don't know about the energetic language I, terminology, but yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I don't align with that description of it, but yeah.
0: What would you align with?
1: Well, it's like a whole, like, I think we've talked about this before, whenever, um, whenever we talk about these spiritual concepts and terminology. I have a hard time just taking the word energy and and having that I'm like okay but what does that mean? Let's drill in and like But you know what, what's what the means. mechanism?
0: You know the well, I n- I know in what it which means I'm to... using it within. Yeah,
1: I know what it means to me which I'm not I still can't figure out if it's different from what it means to you or not. I mean usually we come to some form of agreement in uh it's essentially vibe
0: does the word vibe work better for you
1: yeah i mean it's like everyone has a
0: vibe field a field of like specific vibes that they hold like each person has their own dominant vibe it's
1: basically like a different form of communication right it's 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 like how there's like there's language and then there's body language and then there's ideas yeah
0: so it's essentially non-physic it's 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 kind of like the entire package Like the energy that you feel off of someone else is how they speak yeah it's it's like everything all the associations yeah yeah and so when you enjoy someone else's presence it's like you might even enjoy it doesn't even matter you can be in the same room as them and they don't have to even be speaking or anything but it feels good to be around them because you enjoy receiving their vibe Or you like you and and it's like if you if each one of us has our own energetic fields, we enjoy what it feels like when our energetic fields merge and kind of like start into like connecting information or exchanging information. So that's what I said, like what I meant with. When you see someone meditating and that's a vibe like the meditative vibe is something that you want to amplify in your life, seeing someone else do it or consuming content that. Amp- that is like bringing more of that vibe into your life just by consuming it it's amplifying it automatically within your field like yeah. you're essentially like the sum of everything that you consume
1: yeah yeah so that's why i, I think I, of it as like um instead of energy i think of it as an idea yeah yeah
0: yeah i think yeah. energy. i mean is just you can think you can kind
1: of say that everything you take in is an idea in some sense like it's uh it's a pattern. It's a yeah, It means something. a
0: non-physical entity. I think energy is just like it's well, it, just but a it's good way to encompass all non-physically though.
1: It's expressed physically. It's just. It's just. Well, even uh, the physical stuff of like is a, energy too. It's yeah.
0: like using the phrase "everything is energy." It's like going off of that.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So I guess the problem that you experience is. How does that relate to the scientific definition, the physically, the, the f- physics definition of energy, right?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I was saying before. I zoom in on the mechanism of, like, what's actually going on. So and why don't you... To, to me, I see it as... It's not a problem. I I, I just, I mean, it's interesting to talk about. Um, I see it as whatever the physics is doing. It's like the... When, when you say a vibe or an energy or something like that or an idea mm-hmm. it's a collection of of interactions at a physical level that mm-hmm. express as like a um as an idea yeah like the collection of the individual parts yeah is what makes up that vibe or whatever
0: yes yes yeah. and i think i mean it's true like there's no it's language is very limiting right it's an approximation of what it's like a pointer like in code right it's not the thing itself it's trying to point you into what we're like we can't it's hard sometimes it's just an approximation essentially
1: yeah so and the language itself written language is it it only has meaning because of the associations with other words yeah
0: but it's an approximation of like the cons you can't fully communicate all of the information contained within a concept just by words alone sometimes like for example if you're trying to teach someone something you have to have like lived experience like words alone are not going to fully transfer the information or the wisdom or the knowledge of what you're trying to teach like that person has to also so um I think the reason I use energy and all those words that seem hard for you to Um, align with it's because that in my like the communities that I am around that's just our chosen words yeah right like that's what we've um we've just empowered those specific words to mean certain things so it's like a shared language within the community of people who are like into spiritual exploration yeah right and these words are also um translated from different languages, right? So much of the spiritual texts that people, like people talk, like the teachings that we're embodying now or speaking of now, like they have, many of them have basis in ancient spiritual texts, which are written in other languages. Like for example, the Vedic scriptures are written in Sanskrit. And then you're trying to, you're taking those concepts. And then also even in religion or whatever, it's like, there's a lot in Arab, there's a lot more, for example, when I was looking at the Quran or like when you start understand or trying to understand the Quran like the Islamic text the one of the things that you have to remember is that the amount of human experience that Arabic as a language that can point to is so much more expansive than English like they have many more descriptors for the non-physical experiences than the English language does
1: Same with sense. You, you mean they like, have they have um
0: more words, have more to, describe. words
1: to describe specific things. Specific yeah. ex- specific outcomes in the world or, or patterns. Yeah, but
0: this is like when we were But that doesn't we mean that you up... can't
1: I feel like English like you can describe the same things in both languages. It just takes longer in one language than the other.
0: But I think one lang- like some languages are more developed to look at because of the culture that those languages emerged from right. based on the interest of those people. They yes. developed more specific word pointers to highlight specific experiences. So this is yeah. also what I've been here. It's like even indigenous languages. So like um, Native American languages and stuff, they have words that relate to specific spiritual experiences that there's literally no translation for, (laughs) there's no proper translation for in the English language or in the Spanish language. Um, This is from, so like through the Cacao Laboratory, um, group meetings and stuff, they do a lot of work with like indigenous South American uh, tribes. I think like there's one person, Minari, who's from Ecuador, but he does, he teaches about dream work like he has courses on like based on the his tribe's teachings of dreams and the dream world and how dreams are symbolic to like how we experience or what we're experiencing in life and he often says that and he speaks spanish and he also speaks like their native like the tribe language i don't i i i I don't know all of the (laughs) like i don't have all the words to like speak about it in specifics but he often says that like he doesn't he sometimes he can't explain the word that he knows in the tribal language into even Spanish. Do you know what, I, what I'm trying to well, get just, at? Is it's, it
1: be it's probably because whatever thing he's trying to describe is just something that isn't experienced by most people that speak that. Other exactly.
0: Language. That's exactly what I'm saying. So English, Spanish. Both of these are examples of languages that were developed in cultures that maybe weren't so spiritually focused. This is also similar to when we were looking up our name definitions. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna look up so my name, like Arij Tenvir chowdhury my first name arij means fragrance of heaven, my sec my middle name Tenvir means enlightenment, and Chowdhury means like community leader. Like Chowdhury would be the most 3D like physical pointing thing right but enlightenment and fragrance of heaven those are very like spiritual concepts so mm-hmm. it's like it's just encoded into my name because my my first name is arabic and i think my second and are both arabic terms um and then garrett and then your middle name is douglas and your last name is mcgowan garrett means sword which is a very like physical object okay and then douglas means something like um Black River or just it's like some sort of river or something like that But both of the, and then your last name McGowan just means um, Descendant of a blacksmith So we were talking about how even our names like people name their children after things that they value and So in the cultures that I come from there's a lot more focus on the non-physical experiences such as concept of enlightenment, the concept of heaven, and then in then the lineages that you come from. There's more of a um, focus and importance given to like tangible things that help you in the physical realm, like a sword, a blacksmith. Like those are really important things, <laughs> and you know this what I is mean. Is focused
1: on the metaverse, and mine's focused on the you know, the the verse. <laughs>
0: Yeah, or like the physical verse, right? And so there's nothing wrong with either. But it's
1: like about, yours is about, yeah. And mine is the. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's like, not that one is better than the other, but it was just an interesting observation that I was like, oh, that's so interesting because it really showcases how different cultures um, reflect their values in the words that they create. Because the words that they create are created based on their everyday lived experiences.
1: Yeah, what they're thinking about, the ideas they're thinking about, right?
0: Yeah. And I think that's why it's also cool that we, I mean, it's been such an interesting process over the past two years or so as I've gotten more into the metaverse, like that kind of stuff, Um, the meta universe, the multiverse, the... The energetic realms, like whatever, all of that kind of stuff, and
1: philosophy, I guess, kind of.
0: I've always been into philosophy, though. But when I before 2020, it was very rooted in the physical realm. Like I was, I was less. um, I don't know. I didn't have. I didn't let myself explore further than what could already be proven by the physical realm. Do you know what I mean? I say, do you know what I mean a lot, Not but essentially really. I'm just...
1: Give <laughs> me an example.
0: So before 2020, I was into spirituality and philosophy, but the way that I thought was the only way to um, explore it was by reading texts that were written about it by other people.
1: That is just experiencing
0: it yeah and now my perspective is like the best way to learn or or spiritually develop is to actually have experiences and especially through meditative practices but back like before 2020 i didn't understand the value of well i didn't trust myself it's like when you when for example when people take psychedelics and there's two different perspectives on the experience there's one perspective where you're having mystical experience or you could be like Oh like I spoke this I spoke about this in my recent video too. So like when I when I did mushrooms for the first time and I had this experience like speak having a conversation with a tree. There's one interpretation where you can just say well your mind's making it up it's just like it's just a chemical whatever there's nothing beyond that description. There's no significance beyond the phys- physics of the experience. But then the more other perspective of viewing it is like, no, the tree is like an actual being and a consciousness and I'm conversing with them. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the fact that the perception that the tree is its own being and consciousness is harder to pin down using our currently known physical sciences.
1: Yeah, well, we don't even know what consciousness is, so. I know, but (laughs) I'm trying to give you an example. Like in
0: the past, I wouldn't hold any space for the possibility that the tree had its own consciousness and was sending me messages telepathically. And now it just, like now that feels like, I still don't know, like it could still, I mean, (laughs) in in my perception of reality too, it's like everything's created from my mind because everything that we, it's all sensing and it's all going through our brain to produce experience. But like in the past, I it's like I don't know whether the tree is actually sending me messages or I'm making it up, but which one do I wanna choose? What's more fun for my reality? What's more fun is that this tree is sending me signals back. Because oftentimes what happens is like, I'll ask the tree a question or I'll like give it a prompt and it'll send me back a message that I wasn't expecting. And then it's like the same thing, though. It's like, okay, well, your brain is coming up with dreams and oftentimes your dreams aren't what you were expecting. So anyway, there's such a domain. It's like, you can't pinpoint what the truth is. So it's kind of like, just pick what you want (laughs) until proven otherwise. (laughs) Like I will continue choosing that the tree is talking to me until there's definitive evidence that that's not true. And then I'll adjust. I just think that's more fun, even though it's not, uh, even though it's like weird
1: yeah it's and not, not a, right it's not a stan- Well, it's not a standard way of practicing life
0: exactly yeah, yeah. but then again it's like the standards wa- the standard ways of practicing life are also just based on they're just based on routine and what has been and necessity and like i don't know there's i don't know i feel like the, the yeah yeah <laughs>
1: I well, feel definitely, like we're now Yeah, I time. think you hit it on the head. Necessity is is has been what drives how we think about everything. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like you talking to the tree. And I mean, unless it somehow points you to water and you're in the desert, I mean, usually there's a tree and there's water nearby, but let's say <laughs> some, something else. Let's say the tree said there's a lion behind you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know then maybe you would start believing that and it was true then maybe you'd start believing that you're actually getting messages from the tree but then also yeah. at the same time how do you know you got it from the tree and you didn't just like sense it somehow exactly or you, you never you know realize you saw it like you're never gonna know for you sure you
0: literally never know and so you just gotta pick what feels most fun well also knowing that you picked it so there's always a possibility but then also, that you're wrong
1: I guess the main distinction is that if it's not reproducible usually it's not uh real
0: but if it's reproducible well at least that's what the
1: scientific method is (laughs) yeah well yeah if it's reproducible for yourself then whatever if it works for you but uh yeah if it's not reproducible for yourself and it doesn't um continue to provide value to you yeah then continuing to believe it is the definition of insanity it's right it's Mm -hmm. like uh, but, but yeah, but it only, again? It's like expecting... I don't know, like I
0: feel like insanity is really just when your beliefs are making it so that you cannot function properly in your reality, in the reality that you are currently present in, you cannot function in it.
1: Yeah, but well, people yeah. stretch I mean... the concept
0: of insanity to it's like me talking to a tree is not harming me, it's adding to me but there's going to be people who would label that as an insane belief to have, but even though it's not harming it's actually adding value to my life
1: well, it's yeah, I mean it's like if you t- if you're talking to the tree so much and you can't stop believing that it's help providing value to you, but it never does, then that's insane and like because if it's like making it so that you can't do other things that actually help you right?
0: yeah. But I mean, that's, then you're just uh,
1: asking the tree the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result and never getting it, but still believing it for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. I mean, life has a really good way to like my philosophy with all of this is kind of just picking what belief, like if you come up with a belief that feels really good too, and feels really fun for you to explore, just go fully into it. And then if it's wrong, life will show you that it's wrong. And then you would have, you'll have a reality check and then you'll just adjust. But at least you're having fun because my other pattern is to get I'm so scared of being wrong that I don't let myself explore anything, and so that's why it was so hard for me. Like for so long, I was so into like understanding spirituality and different spiritual experiences, but I was too afraid of being wrong, so I wouldn't explore it or experiment. And now I'm like more open to just experimenting and being okay, like, okay, I'm gonna go as if this is, I'm gonna assume that this is true. And I'm going to move in the world as if this is true. And if it's true, it'll all hold up. And if it's not true, it'll fall apart. And then I'll learn something and move forward. I mean,
1: that, that's the scientific method.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I think people are too rigid now with like, okay, we have such so many beliefs already defined that now we're not allowed to experiment anymore. Yeah, that's my that's been my journey is like, oh, that's a big problem in science, actually,
1: because what happens is you come up with some description of some model of the world that's usually right. But then it's like slightly wrong in this one plot one spot. And it's hard to get your mind out of the framework Mm -hmm. of everything you've built up to get to that point. So it's it's like it's harder to find where it went wrong if you build all the scaffolding up to that point, yeah. And it seems mostly right, but it's kind of off. But it might be a totally you might need a f- totally different description of the world, yeah, in order to get the right answer.
0: Yeah, going back to the concept of necessity and how that relates to my perception that we're entering or we have the potential to enter a golden age now of like human experience and essentially it's just like based on the understanding that most of our necessities are met at this point like our basic survival needs are met and so we are honestly more free to explore different beliefs and different ideas of viewing reality because
1: i would say you 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 don't have to focus so much on
0: yeah where okay, you're gonna get your next meal because those tasks are more automated at this point, it frees up our mind to experiment and come up with alternative ideas and alternative ways of alternative ways of seeing reality and playing with reality. Whereas before we were honestly more boxed in because there were certain rules that we had to meet and if we didn't meet those rules, um, we would die. And now it's easier to survive and not die. So we're, we have more freedom to explore and change around the rules and there's more, um, space to play. And I think that's what the golden age of consciousness is pointing to is just like, okay, we actually have the space. So what happens if everyone realizes that we have the space to explore and play and what, when we, now that we're moving out of that necessity, like everything has to be the certain way or else we'll die. We're moving out of that. And now there's so much space to play. So what gets created? when we are given the chance to expand beyond the limits of what has been. There's also so much more information flow between like the levels of communication that we have, we're becoming more and more of a hive mind every day as a human race because of just the
1: internet. Yeah, we are a hive mind now, yeah.
0: Right? And that's, like, part of, like, when you map, when you look at people or different, um, what's the word? I don't know. But, like, people have mapped, like, consciousness evolution. And that's the thing. It's like you're going from individual, and at a certain point, you jump from individual consciousness to collective consciousness, just an awareness of that. And we're already, like, so getting closer and closer to a collective consciousness and a felt experience of a collective consciousness
1: we already have a collective consciousness I mean, no
0: we always did but we were we had the illusion of separate like we didn't we didn't have access to the rest of the nodes like before the internet for example you 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 were confined no, within your community that's
1: what i'm saying we yeah we had yeah it was a it was a smaller collective and now it's a larger collective
0: mm-hmm so and the I thing is like one of well, the
1: i wouldn't say it's global yet because there's still a language barrier um there's barriers with borders and also there's censorship mm-hmm. of different regions like internet in different regions and all that stuff so it's not global but it's it's definitely on a country scale at, at the very least and usually on a um Maybe not a continental scale, but well, like, depending, like, like North America, scale. North America, like you know, Western, Western, like the wealthy country, the other... wealthy
0: countries, yeah. like I feel like the level of wealth that you're holding um matches you up with, because you have more, a- you have access to those.
1: Not necessarily, not necessarily, because you can have, you can ha- you can no be wealthy censorship. but live in a dictatorship, and true. that's
0: yeah okay but besides that's besides the point it's like we're still definitely more like increasingly becoming a collective consciousness and that's one of the markers of an evolved consciousness like the evolution of consciousness one of the markers is um when the individual becomes like telepathic with the rest of their species and like the internet is just one way to begin uh creating the soil for the telepathic communication because essentially it's like like, for example, like the first time I, I would ever say that I experienced telepathic communication is like when someone else is on su- in the same understanding as you, that you just get what they're what they mean or what or they get what you mean without you having to spell it out. So like if you're best friends with someone and you kind of grew up in the same way with the same influences, you don't necessarily always have to spell out exactly what you're saying to them using words for them to you can give them a look and they'll understand what you what you mean? Well, that's that's still or what you're pointing to.
1: That's still is that like isn't telepathy like I'm I'm looking at the definition. Well, whatever definitions are made by people in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your definition definition is, but my it says can I say here, my
0: definition first?
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: My definition is real. It's just like instantaneous information transfer between two separate minds.
1: But with any with interaction or without physical interaction
0: physics is always a part of it you can't separate yourself from the physical realm yeah
1: i mean yeah because the definition on here says uh purported vicarious transmission of information from one person to another without using any known human sensory channels or physical interaction yeah i think that i think that's
0: i think physical interaction is always going to be part of it but it's essentially, like at the core of it, it's just the information transfer between one mind to another is more efficient and faster.
1: Yeah, well, if you think of it, like if if we all have the same kind of ideas in our head, mm-hmm. imagine that your brain is if if we're saying that you have the same ideas in your head, you say that our brain is somehow Similar, it's it's uh, producing similar concepts when prompted by something. Mm -hmm. So, like if I show you, uh, can I think of a good example? If I show, okay, if I like, if you're doing an associative problem. Mm -hmm. So, if I ask you the question, what is the first word that comes to mind when I show you a picture?
0: Yeah.
1: Depending on. Yeah, uh, your upbringing, your culture, and all that stuff. That picture will invoke a certain idea. Yes. And the, and that invocation is like the telepathy, right? Exactly. It's like yeah. Having some sort of simple prompt that that brings both minds to the same internal representation.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's um, like we've been using language. So, yeah, it's not, to... you
1: don't have to do it by language. You can do it by yeah. like mm-hmm. any sort of prompt. Yeah. If you're in, if you have the same ideas. And I guess that it, taking that perspective on telepathy, if everyone is communicating and seeing the same information through the internet,
0: mm-hmm. exactly,
1: then you start building those identical or similar internal representations. Yep. So that when something happens it will invoke a similar feeling across all the people
0: yeah and it's like a kind of a unification of it's like the each individual human body is so then in sync with every other human body or of the right. group whatever that yeah. like I think it's going to start it's going to start off obviously by communities because I mean it's already doing that like
1: it's I, always like, been that
0: yeah yeah um and it's just getting larger it's like the bodies of the community or like the uni- unified individuals it just everything kind of synchronizes proper like in a really really cool way when there is that kind of level of information transfer and understanding between each node each node being like a single person for example
1: I mean yeah definitely. and that's why I think I feel like things will move developments in certain directions will move faster mm-hmm. if everyone's in agreement because of the ideas that are uh, common.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't that's know if it's fully see... good
1: though, to be honest.
0: But as long as I feel as like, need ev- need I feel like every
1: difference in opinion t- in order to get but there has to be there
0: will always be a difference in opinion because everyone's unique like there's everyone is uniquely contributing to the whole but it's like having the shared ideas of common just like the common goodness like things that are (laughs) like a shared
1: society in general right like society works because we agree on the majority of issues If, if no one agreed on, on anything, nothing would happen. And yeah.
0: But I think that we're still right now where we are as a human species, we're still very, um, divided amongst smaller groups. And so we see the same as like our group, but then there's still, it's like, if someone's part of another group, like you just automatically dehumanize them. So the real evolution comes when everyone begins to see each other as equals. So it's like, even if we're, if we have differing opinions or perspectives, we're still trying to work towards the same goal, which is positive, a positive goal, like a, like a yeah. unified goal. Like every, it's like based on love, right? Like if you want to bring it down to the core essence of what we're trying to, what golden age or that kind of language tries to pinpoint, it's like prioritizing the love frequency over everything else. Because love creates understanding and even if you have differences, you're not going to like harm the well, yeah. other person. I feel like
1: the main thing is, yeah, if you have a difference of opinion, realizing that that person has a different opinion for a reason and not yeah, just because they're stupid. exactly.
0: Yeah. But... Yeah, instead of needing them to be the same as you, but instead of needing them to be the same as you, you just let them be as they are and understand that they're like that for a reason well and, and yeah and you try and understand, understand position, why
1: they're like that and hopefully yeah. they try and understand why you're exactly the way you are and then exactly maybe you can come to some middle ground where you're not trying to slit each other's throats
0: yeah and at the core of it it's like we're all human beings which is the really promising aspect of it because if we're all human beings we all have our basic necessities and our basic desires are the same because of just our physiology and you know what I mean? Like it's like at we have so much in in we have so much in similar. That's a weird way to say that, but there's so awesome. much common ground that is found, um, and it's gonna be interesting because like what we were talking about in our last podcast with the aliens. If there is, if there are other races of beings across our solar system or galaxy or whatever, then it's really gonna be interesting to see how human this is what you were saying too it's like you you believe that if that happened if we were confirmed about the fact that other alien species exist it would bring humanity closer together because we would start seeing ourselves as humanity rather than i think so but then that
1: that brings up another issue which is that those other thing you should have compassion for those other living things too because they're more similar like they're not they're not similar yeah they're not similar in that um they have the same physiology necessarily but they're similar in that they're living and experiencing the same reality conscious conscious beings in this universe so
0: exactly yeah and it's it's like eventually seeing yourself reflected in every single other being that you encounter
1: yeah you are the universe
0: Um, yeah right like at the core of like yeah so the process of consciousness evolution is starting as like a individual and being like, I'm a separate consciousness. And then over time and over development, beginning to understand that you're like, you're, you're part, way you're part of way greater bodies. Thing. Yeah. And it's, it's more, be- it's beneficial for everyone to work in harm. It's like harmony is like what feels the best to everyone, because that means all parts of that unified body are working in sync with one another and progressing more. Fluidly,
1: yeah. You're a hand on the body of the of the universe.
0: Yeah, we're way less than a hand, but yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: but yeah, I'm trying to make it. I was gonna say a toe, but then that did not sound very good. So. <laughs> yeah. I'll, yeah, but yeah, we're we're something that can move things, like yeah. I say, my my saying, if you zoom out on life. All we do is move things around in interesting ways and die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna leave on saying or the last thing that I wanna say is um I'm blanking.
1: <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> oh Thanks for watching. Wait.
0: No, I really wanted to say something. Okay, it really doesn't wanna be said, so because I literally can't th- think of what it was, even though I felt so important to me. So anyway, I guess that's it. Oh, I remember now. What well, I wanted to say that it's really promising to see yourself as a greater body, because it's like you will always there will all no matter how much newness there is or how many new beings you encounter, whatever, you will always find some level of common ground and be able to amplify the love frequency within like within every interaction find there's...
1: comfort in the fact that you are everything you meet
0: yeah thank you for being here thank you for hanging out with us and we'll see you next week anything to add gear no
1: nope. that was my right. closing statement it was supposed to go black right when i said that
0: <laughs> okay maybe i'll edit it No, I won't. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) the computer downstairs recorded everything. Yeah, go check. All right. Bye, everyone.